and welcome back to another episode of the 77 Threads podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jordan Turner. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Um, we've got an interesting episode uh, today. Um, one, we're just going to be catching up. It has been a few weeks since we last uh, had an episode for a number of different reasons. Um, you all really enjoyed the last episode we did with Sheldon. Um, we did also mention that Sheldon would, would be back um, for, for future episodes. Um, and he is again today. So I'm, I'm joined by Sheldon. Um, this is a, an uncut episode. Um, it's going to be just a bit of talk about a lot of, a lot of stuff, really. We're just going to you know, be catching up, talking about branding, talking about business, talking about the, you know, everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, and just have a you know general general chat. There'll be some really s- snippets of some good content um, and takeaways for you guys throughout the episode. Um, so yeah, sit back and uh, relax and, and enjoy. And um, yeah, so Sheldon, how's it going? How's how's everything? Yeah, it's all good. Thanks for welcoming back to the to the podcast. Uh, it's an honor again to join. Um, but yeah, so I've been good. I've been good, and yourself? Yeah, I've been uh, good. Thanks, man. Been uh, been busy. Been uh, yeah, there's been a lot going on over the last few weeks. Um, you know, the, the U- over here in the UK, we went into another um, second national lockdown at the beginning of November. Um, it's just we've just come out of the the second lockdown and gone back into a like a tier system. So depending on your region depends on what your lockdown restrictions are. So I'm unfortunately in the top tier, um, which means we our area uh, is experiencing high numbers. So we're in the most restricted lockdown uh, tier possible. So restaurants are closed. Uh, I think shops, are non non-essential shops, are still closed, um, and that kind of stuff. So it's uh, it's been a weird month. Um, They've changed the rules as well in terms of um, Christmas. I think there's like a five-day period where rules are going to be lifted so we can see friends and family during, during Christmas time, which would be nice. Um, but, but yeah, it's been, it's been mad. It's given us some, some time to focus on the business stuff and we can touch on some of that in a, in a minute. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy month to go with a crazy year. It's been a, it's been a mad year. I mean, I don't know what the... Uh, what, what the virus situation is is like for you guys over in South Africa at the moment? Uh, it's 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 getting. I don't want to say better because I'm I'm scared there's going to be a second wave. And like like you saying with the tears, there's talks that that's going to be implemented here. And um, yeah, I'm currently in the area that's supposedly the hotspots. So like you, I'm going to be in the most strict area. But yeah, other than that, it's it's died down or just maybe maybe the testing has just got less and less as well. But um, yeah, it's died down. The the spread is really died down. Like when you look at the log graphs and that, like it's come down, which I believe is you know a good sign. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's still still a little locked down. Like there's restrictions on like alcohol sales and like when you can buy and restaurants and obviously masks are mandatory and unlike in america people don't protest that here it's just 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 accepted <laughs> um, but yeah yeah otherwise uh, i'm scared people aren't going to take it seriously enough but yeah i think that's the thing with the second wave isn't it i think where 
the first wave the virus was still relatively unknown so I think there was that that fear associated whereas I feel like now people have a better understanding of what it is and and the limitations on people's lifestyles in the first wave they're definitely over here the second the second wave came and people just did not take it seriously at all um which is frustrating and uh yeah and then we ended up therefore having to go back into a second national lockdown and the, and the tier system uh, and all that stuff so yeah it's definitely it's definitely not gone um and you know i know there's the talks of the vaccine i'm sure you know you've, you've seen all that as, as well and yeah. And all that stuff. Um, so you know, there's there's some there's a there's a bit of hope there for for the new year. I'm still not 100 convinced myself, but we'll um, we'll we'll have to see what happens in the in the new year. It's crazy. Like I still remember back in March because like obviously it, it like arrived in South Africa later than in Europe. Um, <clears throat> but so like in March, I remember. I was still at, you know, might have been late Feb, but I was still here in Cape Town for university. And, and it's like, it was getting a bit serious. You know what I mean? Like the first case it came and in like a week, there's like a thousand cases. You know what I mean? It's just, it's super exponential. And then I remember it was growing and like people were starting to get like, you know, buying out the toilet paper. And I mean, it just seemed so like yesterday. And and we were there stocking up on food. And then like, then, we had, then they announced, okay, national lockdown now, like 20, 21 days. Right. And so like I went back home to my family. I thought, okay, after 21 days, I'm just going to come back to Cape Town. And, you know, but there I was a hundred days later and travel still wasn't allowed. (laughs) And like only a month ago that I managed to get back here. But like, it's just, this year has just been crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine it. Especially well, South Africa is quite a big country, isn't it? Where did you, how far did you have to travel? Uh, like Three, two and a half hour plane trip, two hours. Oh, wow. Not far, not that far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, that's not that far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for us, if I was to get on a plane for three, three hours or so, it would probably take me into like middle of Europe. Well, not, maybe not the middle, but like Spain or something. Maybe it takes about three, four hours to get to Spain. Whereas three, four hours for you, you're in the same country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad. No idea. It is big, but. Um, yeah, it is looking like Cape Town now and the western the area, the western Cape the province is getting uh, like a respike of cases. So just need to be precautious, I suppose. Yeah. Cautious. Yeah. So how are things going with the uh with the business uh, businesses and all the various elements that you're involved in and the stuff you we, we spoke about last time? Yeah, so um I've told you already, but I'll tell it again on the podcast. Uh yeah, well, the whole Odyssey Yachts and the concierge service, uh, I stepped down. Um, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't the right thing for me. And just wasn't, I just felt like my needs and my growth was being stunted, I suppose. You know, no hard feelings. It, it is what it is, you know. So down from that as well. And I'm just, I'm looking to grow my own, my own side, my own businesses now. Whereas that I always now, I want my own something that's mine you know that's how I'm looking at it from now so I'm working I'm looking to get into the real estate sector especially so I've been talking to some agents about like people know my social media management so we talked to some agents about running their pages and I've just been looking to grow my agency here uh, and like expand into different niches and that Um, 
And then on top of that with real estate, um, I'm going to start a, a YouTube channel, Touring Real Estate, uh, because I have one of the biggest Instagram pages based on South African real estate, and I'm looking to leverage that. So, yeah, um, I think it's the second biggest page in South Africa for real estate. So I'm looking to, you know, get agents on board and leverage them to, you know, tour their homes. I know we spoke in there, Mazar, and, you know, they're like, uh, I just have always enjoyed, you know, I like luxury properties. I just like, yeah. you know, touring them would be cool. And I just think YouTube is also like a huge, super powerful platform. And I feel it's going to be up for the long run. I just can't see a platform overtaking. It's like just anything I do, I go on YouTube, like how to, how to do this, what to do. You know, YouTube is just a huge platform. And I think growing a presence on different, like different social medias is also hugely beneficial. And finally, I'm starting my own e-commerce business selling uh, presets. Um, well, I actually started already. Um, so, yeah, I launched that about a week ago. I've been working on that for quite a while now, maybe two, three, no, more, maybe a few, just a lot of months. Yeah, it's quite time consuming, obviously, as you know, starting a brand. Um, but, yeah, I managed to launch that this week. And it's, yeah, it's gone, it's gone all right. Um, it's gone pretty well. So, yeah, there's all the new things happening <laughs> in my life. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Life. What's, um, going, what's going on? Yeah. I think the, um, yeah, I mean, you and I spoke about the Odyssey Yacht thing. And, um, you know, you're, you're, you're right. If at the end of the day, you need to think of yourself and your own development and be pushing yourself outside of your back boundaries and progressing in, in the right way. And if you, you're not doing that where you are then um you know there's no harm in in stepping away from an opportunity or stepping away from something if you don't feel it's it's right for you um i think that's a good message for for anyone really is if you're there's nothing worse than doing something you don't want to do or feeling like you're not appreciated or being in a in a position or or a role which isn't you're not allowed to demonstrate your full skill set um so you know if you're in a if someone's in a position like that and it, it takes a lot of um it takes a lot of skill and a lot of um uh, takes a lot in a person to be able to see that and and step away from that i mean the easiest thing would probably to be sit there and continue doing it and whatever but um yeah so fair play man for for being able to step out of step out of that realizing that this isn't this isn't part of my journey this is not on my path it's starting to make you go a different way. And so therefore you need to realign and get back on that, back on that path. So, and the new stuff sounds, sounds really good, man. I think the, the real estate stuff sounds really exciting. I mean, um, and as I watch him all the time, um, and I love the, just watching the LA mansion videos and, you know, especially out in America, I just, I love all of that. So I'll be sitting here at home just watching hours on YouTube of luxury properties and, you know 30 million pounds penthouses in la hollywood hills it's mad <laughs> yeah and also like being in cape town now like the property is it's like unreal because obviously you get the views the table mountain i don't know how many people know about that but like the scenery is just so beautiful here in cape town like you get to like the areas like camps bay and clifton uh it's just that's where like the the movie stars, like the American movie stars, get houses, you know, like holiday houses, like uh, like that area is just so so stunning. Like you you can when you drive past it to the beach, it's like on the cliff, it hangs on the cliff, like Clifton. 
like these houses built upright, like six stories up, like on the cliff. Nice. And like they look over, like these buildings where there's nothing below it. Like it's just the ocean, like um, well, it's like the rock and that. But, you know, some protrude and like some of the houses and apartments are just like the, the, how they integrate with like nature. It's just so, so stunning. So, so yeah, you, you hoping, to, are you hoping to follow the same uh, with your YouTube channel, follow the same kind of, I guess, format as, um, as in as, as in, be able to go inside the properties, video them, um, show you know, show the, the property from an internal and in, interior and exter- exterior perspective. Yeah, that's exactly. It. I, I, anyway, and I want to be the person, you know, to be like you know, you get those t- just the video and some music, like yeah, but at the end of the day, I, I want to be touring them like Anish does, and inside out. Obviously, I don't have the knowledge quite like he does. Like, if you watch his videos, just the things he knows are insane. Like, detailing on the wood, like the wood, you'll know exactly what wood it is and yeah. how it's cut. And like, it's just crazy. But, you know, I suppose you learn with it. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's exactly. what I wanted. But obviously, I'm not expecting to start at, like the best properties because, you know, you need, you need a little portfolio behind you. But that's the goal, obviously, at the end of the day. You know, just work your way up and do your recognition. There's also, there's this British couple I've seen, Matt and Summer. I think that's their names, right? They, they've been, they tour like UK properties and then they went like to Spain now, I think. I okay. Yeah, I saw them at the beginning, but um, yeah, they popped on, on, my, on my YouTube algorithm a few times. Yeah, I think the... Um... I think the property videos always are really su- successful, or not only on YouTube, but those kind of, I think lu- like luxury stuff in general, but luxury properties, you always see see them on Facebook. You'll always be scrolling through Facebook and there'll be, uh, you know, a multi-million pounds mansion or a super, you know, super penthouse or whatever. And people are, people who, everyday Joes who will never never be able to afford like realistically we'll never be able to afford those kind of things love watching those kind of things i guess there's making yeah. a way of having some sort of you know being able to imagine i don't know imagine but it, it, it's yeah, a picture themselves yeah this. exactly but so yeah. i think you're right i think if you can you know those kind of videos have so much potential not only on youtube but also being shareable and i guess this comes back to your experience in running instagram pages and stuff you need to create viral content and luxury properties always seems to be viral content yeah and you know also like now another like avenue that touring these properties open is tiktok like i know some people think tiktok's for kids i don't think it's necessarily like that anymore but i know at the start and like like you said like virality is huge on tiktok like and in property tours you know it's snippets you can get a 15 second clip of like a stunning piece of art in the property or like the way the doors open onto like the view or the garden you know what i mean and it's just like the potential on tiktok i think is also huge for this so i would also be looking to uh to you know run it on tiktok i just you know the more platforms the better i suppose you know you can't have too many views yeah (laughs) the truth yeah, I know what you mean. And YouTube, you touched on it earlier of it just being such a big, big platform. And I think it's it, video in video in general. People are consuming more and more video. I think even Instagram now, in terms of the algorithms and stuff, is is swaying more towards video video posts rather than just your standard yeah. photo posts. So I think it's a right 
it sounds like the th- you're getting into like you, you know what you're doing and you're getting into the right space and you're going to be providing the right level of content so it's really exciting really exciting yeah, i just want to add something there sorry talking about instagram like for all the businesses out there brands anyone listening like reels and for yourself as well like reels i think are really and I, I, I saw a little while ago that reels were really starting to blow up and be pushed by the algorithm but like I've noticed it on a lot of my pages now that reels are absolutely banging it. Like yeah. I have a page, some of my pages that are on 20,000 followers. I could get 600,000 views on a reel. More more likes than I have followers. Crazy, crazy stuff. As long as like, like it meets, as long as it goes viral and the potential is huge because obviously Instagram wants to rival TikTok. I, I don't think it's anywhere near as good reels as it's like instagram reels as a specific to tiktok but they really are pushing it so like if brands want to try and get out there i would uh i would suggest maybe just you know try some unique content you know because i haven't noticed too many brands using reels well so yeah 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 no that's good it's, just, it's interesting because i mean i must admit i haven't i did when I did earlier in this year look at TikTok in terms of using it for, from a brand's perspective, um, and I must admit I, I I kind of I kind of deprioritized deprioritized using the platform. It's probably not the right decision, but yeah, I think where Instagram are definitely pushing um, rules, and I don't know. I know they were doing it by region. I, I'm not sure if uh, it's hit you yet, but over here they've changed the layout so at the bottom yeah. now it's in order to upload a post you know what i'm talking about in order to upload a post now i you don't have to, like it man no no i mean I don't it takes like it. i don't like it it does take a little bit of getting yeah. used to but uh yeah i, I mean I, i'm not a fan i see why they're doing it but yeah, yeah. i'm not a fan yeah i mean real reels i'm just looking now reels is like right here ready to ready to go so <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, you're right. And it's on the explore. It's it's everywhere. Yeah, like, they really push. You see it on your feed, the explore, and on the reel specifically. Yeah. Like, but yeah, with with the brand on TikTok, what I've noticed does really well. Like, I actually like I like following brands on TikTok. Like, uh, I don't know, I, especially the American brands. They always come up on my feed. Um, but it, it can be any niche. I just like following brands to see you know what they do, marketing. You know, just just general learning. Um, yeah. What I've noticed that was really well with brands is if it's like you, I don't know how to explain. Like if you, if you, sh- if it's you behind the brand. Yeah. So like, there's this, there's this American guy Ryan Dubs. He has like a skincare line called Jew of the Gods. He's he's, he's one of like the first TikTok businesses I got like watching, and like he goes through his life as the owner and uses that to promote the brand and like. And the more and more I've been seeing of this is that TikTok is huge. Like you, you see these small brands and they're getting 90% of their, their new sales. I mean, these are obviously smaller brands, but they're getting like 90% of their sales from TikTok because wow. like you, you build up like a personal relationship without it seeming pushy. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not pushing people to buy from you. You just um, sharing your experiences. So like, I know people share like how they package, you know, a day in the life of the brand, like how there's a a famous sound by Ryan Dubs. It's like, hey, entrepreneurs of TikTok, whatever, you've made it to business TikTok or whatever, something like that. And and this is what we do at business TikTok. We like ship orders and it's just people showing their like days. But I've noticed like these do really, really well um, for the actual sales because 
Well, it exposed products. And I think importantly, where Instagram doesn't is it builds the connection between the person. So like you talking, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking to my customers, like literally yeah. talking and they're, and they're building their relationship with me. Although I will say it's quite daunting, you know what I mean? Like putting yourself out before. But. Oh. He said not to. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't for any business reasons. I just, yeah, I wasn't sure how, yeah, comfortable I was quite yet going with going, uh, promoting it. But as time goes on, I might, you know, the same step because I just think there's a lot of potential. Yeah, you're right. And I spoke to um, on the first podcast I did with uh, Lewis, um, who um, is a friend of mine. He created a brand, and we actually spoke about the importance of sharing more and more behind the scenes content from a branding perspective. I think people really like to see the face, like you said, the face of the brand and the the work, the hard work, and the all the all the effort that goes into into what what is what what is the product and there's something i've kind of tried to do um a lot of um over the last year or so really is you know share content of you know in the warehouse in the printing labs doing the designing all that stuff so you can see the logical journey of an idea to the finished product and i think people really like to see that that and they it makes them more uh where they've seen the journey they feel more attached to the end product and therefore potentially more likely to to buy it and and that so yeah i think um i think tiktok and you know reels and those kind of platforms are a good opportunity to share those uh, additional bits of content outside of your regular feed so yeah exactly it's like the 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 posts that don't make it to posts essentially, you know what I mean? Like it's creating, it's just an extra layer of marketing and content that you can create. Yeah. yeah so I don't know, but in, I wanted to say with your brand, those new hoodies that are coming out look so premium, so lush. Cheers, man. Like the yeah. quality just looks so good. So, well, yeah. So, well, I've, uh, for, the, for you guys who um, are uh, listening, uh, probably haven't, haven't seen, may, maybe have seen, um, but because uh, we've done a couple of sneak peeks on uh, on Instagram and, and bits and pieces, but yeah, we've got a really exciting launch coming up um, launch that we've, I haven't done a lot of a proper launch in a, in a long time. We did some t-shirts over the summer, but you know, there's a, a number of different um, issues which I've, I've touched on around suppliers and lockdown and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really, really looking forward to, to the upcoming launch. Um, so if you guys listening, um, we've got uh, a we've got a January launch coming up. Um, actually, we've got a lot of exciting things going on in the brand at the moment. We've got uh, our launch coming up in, in January, which uh, at the moment it includes... Um, Two new products it includes uh, one new hoodie, which is a, a new hoodie, um, and as Sheldon touched on, it's different to uh, the hoodies that we've we've launched in the past. Um, it's very exciting. I don't want to share too much because um, it's uh, still still being finalised, and don't want to spoil the surprise for, for January. We'll definitely be sharing more content around it in December, um, but it's uh, got a very special design very special uh, look and feel and fit. So that will be really exciting. Um, and then we've also, something I've been wanting to do for ages is just tracksuits. Tracksuits is something that I've, everyone loves a tracksuit. So um, 
show them. We were talking about the other day uh, how everyone loves a tracksuit, and they're just a, a, an essential, essential item for any any wardrobe. Um, and um, I, I I wear tracksuits all the time, um, and I've just found it difficult in the past to find the right, especially the bottoms. I feel top wise, yeah. I, I kind of I know what I'm doing in that space. Bottoms is difficult. Bottoms is really difficult <laughs> because not only have you got to think about the waist, you've got to think about the the length of the leg, you know, so, and it's so difficult to get, you know, a pair that fits right on the waist, that's the right uh, length and, you know, sits nicely on the ankle. You've got to think about the cuff as well, what cuff you want, whether you want it, um, you know, loose or the fit as well of the track. So there's so much to bear in mind. And where I hadn't done tracksuits or joggers or bottoms before, I didn't want to rush into it. So whilst I've been wanting to do it for a while, we've only just got to this point. But the tracksuits that we've got, um, and again, no, Sheldon, you've seen some photos, but but for those listening, you will do in December, around December time when we start to share share the product shoots. But they look, they've come out so well. The the top, the sweater top is uh, is a quarter zip, so it's not a hoodie. It's a sweater, quarter zip, um, small minimal branding. Uh, the tracksuit bottoms are a fantastic quality, really really good fit. And the best thing about it is they will you will be able to mix and match the tracky bottoms with any of our hoodies available. So um, and, and they won't be they'll be all sold separately. So if a quarter zip sweater isn't for you and you want to rock a pair of you know gray trackies with one of our gray essential hoodies or a classic hoodie you can do that you can mix and match because they they have the same material they're the same garment color so the grays are the same there's nothing worse than buying a gray hoodie and a gray gray trackies and they're slightly different slightly gray. off so annoying and you know and i get that so many times because you go shopping and you see you look at like like you were saying it's so easy to find a top that fits well and looks yeah. nice so easy, right? There's so many options as well. You get the hood, your hoodie, your sweaters, you know, the zips. But then the pants just don't, that, that brand's pants just don't work, right? Yeah. And then, then you go looking for other pants and the color is just slightly off, but like slightly so that it's noticeable. <laughs> like then you might as well just wear different colors. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. And so we've, you know, we've made sure that we we get it really, we get it right. We don't want to cut corners. So, um, and yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that that drop um, in, in January. We're also um, working on a uh, promotional ad, um, which is going to be really good. So um, it's something that we started uh, the last two weeks or so we've started having a conversation uh with some people to help with that but essentially we're going to be up in our game in terms of content and we're going to be creating a really professional looking video um it's going to be about a minute long um but it's going to be you know something you'd imagine seeing on like a tv on tv or something like that. it's going to be you know music music video style with the music yeah. and uh you know hip-hop rap kind of vibes proper street vibes i'm actually so excited um we've got a lot of the logistics in place now um and we should be filming uh beginning of beginning of jan we should be filming for that um we've got cars involved so, we've yeah. got professional oh. uh, yeah man i'm so excited it's gonna be so good um gonna be so good so yeah Sounds watch so out for good. that um because that'll be that'll be coming in the new year as well um so yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on on the brand, um, and that's without even getting start, started on on the Fairfax stuff. I know you and I were, were talking about this earlier, but um, 
I guess, a bit of an exclusive for you guys listening. Um, we've decided we're going to be separating the um, 77 Threads brand and the Fairfax brand. Um, I have actually planned and I have started recording a podcast about um, Fairfax because I get so many questions about about it, um, specifically how do you run an American business in the UK? Um, you know, that that's a big question because a, a lot of our business for Fairfax is, is predominantly US-based, whereas I'm obviously here in the UK, so how does that work? So I, I've got a list of questions I want to answer in a, in a podcast episode, but um, uh, what we're doing at the moment is we are looking where, where the Fairfax brand is, is, you know, doing really well. Um, it's kind of been separate in the past um, anyway. And when I say separate, it's still part of the wider brand, but it stands on its own. We just want to, I've decided to, you know, re- just, just separate the two. It will be easier. Um, it will be able, we'll be able to grow both without being limited by the other, the other brand. Um, and in terms of the operations and stuff, it will be easier to, to manage them separately. So, um, so yeah, man. So that's obviously another thing. So there's lots going on at the moment. Um, a lot of new stuff. And again, the Fairfax, the new Fairfax. At the moment, you can still you can still purchase all the Fairfax stuff for our website. Um, if you're listening and you you, you like the you like the products, um, but come January, it will be a brand new brand. It'll still be called Fairfax. It will be a brand new brand, brand new logo, um, and will be brand new designs as well. Different colors, different designs. Um, and we want to do, we want to change the way we do it slightly in terms of the drops. We want to bring out exclusives, but it's going to be heavily dominant in terms of our marketing and partnering with influencers um, and using influencers and celebrity endorsements to really drive the brand with the Fairfax. And we're going to go really aggressive in the new year with, with that. Um, you know, there's a couple of conversations at the moment with some uh, influencers, celebrities to help us with that in the new year. So so that should be really exciting. So there's loads going on and it's all going to come out in the new year. So I think we've been, I've been quite quiet on 77 threads over the last month or two, but it's because there's been so much going on behind the scenes, designing new products to make sure that they are hundred percent right. Sorting out the video stuff, which again is going to be so professional. I mean, I could have recorded a video on my phone and done it myself, but that's not the point. The point is to make a really professional video um, and then sorting out all the Fairfax stuff as well, as well as fulfilling orders. We've had, you know, tons of orders from Fairfax, uh, clothing, clothing orders. We didn't do a Black Friday just because of everything that was going on. We didn't have time to look at that. Um, but yeah, there's so much going on, man. So yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, maybe you could get uh, Jake Paul to wear one of the caps when he loses to KSI. Oh well, it's funny. It's funny you say that, man. Um, and I'm going to show you something on the on the screen on the screen right now, and the people listening won't be able to uh, won't be able to see this. But uh, oh, it's not focusing. I saw the order. I can't. Yeah, but I saw the order on your story. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. So this is on your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you guys who follow. How, how did you get? Did you did you get in touch with them? How did how did that work? I wanted to ask you, but I was, just, I was waiting for the podcast to be honest. Yeah. So well, so so this one's slightly different. So the, the, the Jake Paul piece happened um, through a number of, uh, predominantly, I haven't spoke to the kid, but, um, you know, I, I've, I've, know, I've figured out where he lives. 
Um, and it was a bit of cold calling, email, cold emails, just reaching out, yeah. doing the, not not directly to him, but you know his manager. The problem when they get so big yeah. like this is they they don't check their DMs. They get thousands of DMs. So yeah. people that big, if you want to get in front of those, you need to uh, reach out to their management companies, their friends, that kind of thing. Um, and so this isn't so much a promotional. He's not going to wear it and post a picture because he charges. Yeah thousands for that um but what this is is it's more of a you know he's happy if he likes my products and i think we touched on this before if someone likes your product then they're just going to naturally wear it they're just going to naturally they don't have to shout it out they're just going to wear it embrace it enjoy it um and they don't have to give and and this is one of the things with fairfax when we started is it was all around celebrity endorsements it was all around influencers and we wanted the brand to stand out so if somebody for example like a jake jake paul wears the hat and posts a photo big time he he doesn't he doesn't have to tag us in it because the branding is pretty pretty obvious do you know what i mean it's the same with von dutch right the von dutch hats the branding is spot on someone posts a photo they don't have to tag tag von dutch in their post because you know exactly what brand that hat is and that's what we're trying to do with fairfax right is create a brand that stands on its own people wear it and people automatically know where oh i like that i'm going to google fairfax because it's a massive brand and it comes up on google so that's that's the concept with, and we've got a couple of other people like Jake in the same kind of space as Jake Paul, um, including his brother and those kind of people. Again, same similar format in which we're trying to trying to do with those. Um, so, so when Jake Paul beats KSI and beats Conor McGregor, he'll be wearing my hat. <laughs> All right. no, I just wanted to touch on something you said earlier. Sorry, um, when you were talking about running a business in the US, like. I just said, like, today's world, like, today's world is just so, like, open. You know what I mean? Like, it's so possible for you to run a business in another country. Like, even with my presets business, it's actually, it's actually registered in the UK. I registered in the UK. Okay. Because um, it's, it, Shopify doesn't take Shopify payments in South Africa. And obviously, okay. I want to accept dollars and make yeah. it all streamlined. So, but I was just thinking, like, when, when I, I was going through that whole process, like, there really are so many avenues for people from all around the world to just, you know, and it, did, it didn't cost me a lot. It was like a hundred pounds or whatever through an agency. And yeah. I have my documents delivered to my house the other day, you know, like my, yeah. it's just, it's such a, it's such a streamlined process. Like globalization has really helped in this regard. Like it's just, you know, you really aren't limited by where you stay. Like it's just, so I just wanted to say it's just a point that I, I, mean, I just wanted to yeah it's a, it's it's a fantastic point i think the world we live in now with online and the ease ease of access to tools and facilities you can literally create a a, a business in your bedroom run a business you can run a million pound business from your bedroom if you if you wanted to and if you you got to that point you could you could run a global business from your parents bedroom and that's that's what's so good about it i think you know there's the, the possibilities and we found over here that um i've done a lot of work uh on promoting side businesses to school leaders um and university students um and i've done a lot of talks this year to, to students who are potentially interested and one of the facts I, i'm not sure um if it's well, i assume it might be similar sort of for, for you and, and over for people over in america as well but in the uk um 
there's a, a real growing percentage of students at university who are creating side businesses to you know to make some money whilst they're at uni to pursue a passion whilst they're at uni you know uni now nowadays there's so many options out there and uni is becoming less relevant for certain roles i appreciate that uni is still very important and for certain jobs you have to go to university you have to get a degree you know for teaching or nursing or whatever I get that. But, you know, if you want to go into business and stuff like that, there's no better way of getting experience in business by doing it yourself. And and so over here, there's a massive, massive grow, growth in students creating side businesses. And and if you, thought, if you go back 10 years ago and longer than that, students weren't able to do that. But because we have the internet, because we have the likes of Shopify, because we have Instagram and, and social media where you can literally get your product in front of, people the other side of the world it just makes it so much easier and especially like like it's i mean you can work with any products but like for something like i'm selling like digital products i don't even i don't even have to ship it you know what i mean people can over in america can buy it and instantly they have the product like you know what i mean that wasn't available like you're saying 20 years ago that that wasn't a thing like yeah. i i can sell a product now that i've created once and I mean, obviously I can update them, but like I've created a product once and I don't even have, I don't even have cost like expenditure costs anymore for my products. Like it's just this it's is so a, much this, opportunity, I suppose, you're up to. Yeah, this is, this is a thing with the, with the Fairfax is, is where most of our business is out of America. Um, I, I the, the, and I'll, I'll touch upon it on our, the podcast I do um, on the, the Fairfax business, but I, where all everything is done out of um, America. So I do the designing, I do the, uh, you know, but in terms of the operations and logistics, the hats are made in America and they're distributed to America. I don't have to hold thousands of hats here and then ship them and have to deal with import charges and tax and shipping. And I don't have to deal with any of that. I can, somebody can go on my website they can order a, a hat in dollars and it can get to them within three days. And I'm in the UK. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And like I saw you, you have, you have centers in Europe as well. Hey, like the distribution. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and that's also crazy. Like you, I think like you're saying like now it can be somewhere in Europe in three days as well. No tax. Literally. That's, that, that's, that's, that's exactly yeah. it. I mean, my, the, the business is, um, uh, again, I keep saying I'll touch you on the podcast. There is a podcast coming out on Fair on Fairfax, which yeah. will cover a lot of this stuff. But um, you're you're absolutely right. We've partnered with a global firm, which have they're basically uh, order fulfillment and distribution services. So they they're global company, um, multi million pound company. They have warehouses across Europe, across North America, South America, um, and the way it works is is you're absolutely right they will they have a i, I have a a membership or have a, of a account on their on their systems so that when i design a product and put it into like tech packs uh, for those of you who don't know what a tech pack is it's where you have all the measurements and the materials and you have all the detail on which um, in how a product is made that all gets they they get that so they know exactly inch by inch how to how to create the product and therefore 
and and even to the point with Shopify now and stuff like that. Shopify, I can I can link. I don't use Shopify, but I use a, a similar uh, platform. You can link your website to their order system. So literally, some you can you can go on my website, order something. It automatically gets sent to them. They automatically create it. They automatically send it out, and I have to do nothing. It's it's yeah. crazy, and and you're absolutely right. The, the fact that we managed to partner with such a big firm. If somebody orders in America, they get it in three days. If somebody orders it in Spain, they get it in three days. And it's if I had if if we did it old school, in which I would design a hat, I'd buy uh, a thousand of them and have them in my in my base in my in my gut in my God, in my uh, house just sitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I had them just in my house or whatever, if somebody ordered from the UK, yes, I could probably get to in a couple of days. But if someone ordered from America, not only would there be additional costs, yeah, there'll be a free a free week uh, wait. There'd be um, additional shipping costs and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Whereas they would have to pay tax, like it's... taxes, literally all of this. Whereas with with shipping it directly from America. Um, we don't have to worry about additional shipping charges, taxes, imports, any of that stuff. It's the possibilities are, are endless. And also, like that's not even mentioning the fact that your cap gets made instantly. Whereas if you had to ship it to someone in, even if it was actually like you had physical stock, it took a few months, you know what I mean, to yeah. produce the thousand caps. And then, then it's only, you know distribute this it's instant it's so fast i mean we're i'm in the process now of designing some new designs for the new fairfax lineup and obviously i will sample these designs first but i can i can design something i can create the design myself it'll take me a couple of hours obviously or whatever but i can send it off or upload it to the platform and i will get a sample um now obviously there's a bit of lead time and stuff but i can get a sample back within a week and I can then stick it, if I like it, job done, I can stick it on the website and it's live. So I can literally turn a product from an idea to being live on a website and sellable within like seven days. It's, and it's just, it's, it's a new way of selling. And I think a lot of businesses, a lot of big businesses are old school in, you know, the, the traditional route has always been, Oh, you have to buy. Um, you have to buy a minimum of a thousand. Otherwise, you know the prices are really high. You have to buy a minimum. Then you have to hold stock. Then you have to hope that it sells. And anything that you don't have left over, you have to do sales. And that's the traditional traditional route. And the new the new opportunities that you know we've just touched upon um, just make it so much easier for for people to create brands and reach customers across the world. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming like you only pay when you get a sale, correct? As in like you don't have to buy in bulk. So nope. like now essentially you've guaranteed profits from a sale point of view. Like you can't overbuy a stock. Like Absolutely. you can't buy a thousand orders, a quantity, and then only sell 600. Like that's not an issue. It's not a worry. So like, I mean, and often I hear people like the argument is that the margins are better if you buy in bulk. But then like you've just said, you have to go. You have to put on a sale the stock that doesn't sell. If you get your your stock wrong, like if yeah. you get the quantities wrong, so now, now you've lost the margins anyway. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I think the the thing you have to the, the biggest. The biggest couple of things you have to think about when you're doing print on demand or or, or these kind of duopship based uh, 
based uh, techniques is one, um, you've got the, the mar yes, you've got the, the issue with the margins. Um, the other, the other concern, not concern, but the other thing you have to take into consideration is um, certain stuff like personalization of the packaging and, and yeah. stuff like that. That's what I was thinking. Um, well. Yeah, you know, if it's going out of a, a warehouse which have 50 brands, for example, they're just going to use bog standard packaging. Um, you've also got aspects of, um, you know, that the, uh, a lot of the time, depending on, um, so we don't, we don't do it for the, for the clothing, but a lot of um, companies that use like print on demand for clothing, it will be um, bog standard Gildan or uh, Fruit of a Loom based t-shirts, um, which are very standard, not the best quality, just print and design on and therefore, oh, look, it's your brand kind of thing. So for the clothing, we obviously, our clothing is made completely differently, but that's because, you know, we want to, the, the way in which clothing is done is all about that quality. It's all about quality over quantity. Whereas with the, the Fairfax, it's more about getting the brand out there. And we know what the standard of the caps is like. It's about the designs, the variations and the branding. So it just depends on what your business is and and making sure you get a right partner. I mean, a partner we use for the hats is fantastic. Um, it took us a while to find one, but if you get a, a good one who who has a good level of personalization, good time timings in terms of distribution and stuff, it can work out really well. So, so yeah. Well, thanks thanks everyone for for, for tuning in. Um, we'll we'll be looking to wrap wrap it up soon. But yeah, Sheldon, before we wrap up, I just uh, want to see what you're working on and, and what you've got in the. I know we you touched on a few elements at the beginning, but is there anything additional that uh, you're working on in the pipeline at the moment? Um, I don't want to get into too much, but uh, obviously fashion has always been a big passion of mine and there is something I'm working on relating to it. Uh, it's still very, very early stages, still seed, like seedlings, but, but I just want people to know and then, you know, in a few, few episodes time, I can come back on and talk more about it, you know, so yeah. Oh. People can wait for it. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds good. It's a nice little teaser and, um, yeah, man. I mean, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll get the lowdown. And uh, when when you're in a better position, jump back on the podcast and uh, yeah, make it make an announcement. So sounds good. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining. As again, um, I know the uh, the people who listen really enjoyed the last episode with you. Um, and so yeah, thanks for joining, uh, guys. Thanks for listening in. I'm sure uh, you'll hear from Sheldon uh, very soon on a future episode. Uh, so thanks, Sheldon, for joining us. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, good to be back. Good to be back. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And until the next time, uh, keep safe, keep well, and uh, we'll speak to you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.